you guys uh, didn't catch on, I was going to record on the screen. So, yeah, there's always that thing in the beginning. Uh, yeah, recording in progress. Yeah. yeah. Still we, creeps me out. We, we tried to do the murmur talk, and now it just like kind of takes us out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to be cool, and then, you know, I try to, you know, kind of psych myself out or something, you know, just like get get ready to get into the game and then out of nowhere is he like recording in progress and then you're like oh shit <laughs> sorry got me out of it so uh yeah. and also no, um yes. i don't i don't know how this sounds on the uh listeners end but um i can't find the cord for my uh blue microphone your my blue, blue yeti your your yeti yeah is, is unconnected yeah so uh we're using my handy dandy um iphone <laughs> microphone <laughs> for the, uh, the, 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 the wired kind the wired, yeah so we'll yeah. see uh how this goes i mean yeah. this is in a while well it sounds good i think we we try to use those for our first unpublished uh episode oh yeah uh charlie's angels which you will never hear yeah because we couldn't hear it that's yeah. how bad it was <laughs> <laughs> so this week we are talking about controversial movie eternals currently the lowest rated movie of the mcu which i will come out oh, of the seriously? gate yeah it is this was that was undeserved lower I, lower was, than thor 2 <laughs> yeah lower than thor 2 that, that's what yeah undeserved like like i would say that like in 2021 at least uh because they're they moved so much um and delayed so much stuff from 2020 um, I'll just say this right out the gate for one thing. Nothing's going to beat WandaVision and nothing has beat WandaVision this whole year in like MCU mm-hmm. content in general. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say in a, what, what's affected like how people see Marvel content is the fact that so much has been shoved into 2021 that we're at a point now where like if you say anything that's like remotely related to Marvel, people are kind of sick of it. So it's like, it's like before when you would see the Marvel Studios above something, you'd be excited. But now seeing that logo, it's like, ah, another one. So now that I've said that, hurry up, Spider-Man, get, get over here. Already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See this movie. yeah. I mean, like even like after Endgame, I think uh, the, the Marvel fatigue was, was real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, even like Sp- Spider-Man Far From Home, I was like, it's okay. It's not as good as Endgame, but but it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah. No, twenty twenty. Like everything forced, compares yeah. to Endgame now. <laughs> I know, and like twenty twenty, like forced like Marvel to kind of slow down a little bit, and like WandaVision was the thing that welcomed everybody back to like mm-hmm. like Marvel. It was very but different. then right after that it was show after show, and then the the What If series, and then there was like all this news about stuff in development here and there and every teaser for a Marvel movie had to have that like take on like Thanos snapped away the world five years ago and brought it back. What do we do now? So it's like, after a while, it's like, all right, Thanos was a thing. We're we're (laughs) just like, they're, you know, they're asking the same question as everybody else. Like, what do we do now? And (laughs) it's like, what happens after this? Yeah. And this is where the Eternals come in. Yeah. Which I will say that lowest rating is completely undeserved. This was a, this was a welcome back for me to like epic 
kind of uh, like epic movies and like movies that feel like they were made for theaters and not for Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is. The thing is, it's huge in scale and uh, sort of like the power levels are sort of of the characters, yeah. of the heroes of the, you know, the Eternals. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're up there. Thing is like, you know, it, it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people love this movie and hate it on opposite sides because it's not, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and I actually like that. It sort of feels like, you know, like a separate kind of thing next to the Avengers and all those movies. It, it kind of feels like, well, you know, we have the Earthbound stuff and then we have yeah. the funny Guards of the Galaxy stuff. And now let's have like space angels yeah. uh, go down <laughs> to the sky, you know, could fall from some spaceship yeah. and uh, guide humanity. And we yeah. never knew they were there because they had an oath or something. I think the, the one difference that like I read the Eternals, like Neil Gaiman run that he did, like I think in the 90s or 2000s, yeah. long, long time ago. So I can't re really remember everything from it. But like the reason why you never saw them before in the Neil Gaiman version is that their memories were wiped. Mm -hmm. So they were living lives as normal human beings. Yeah. And that's why they never got like, you know, because they didn't know they, they had powers or superheroes or whatever. So, uh, and that's where the, the story of the comic book begins. But like in the movie there, they've been silently waiting on the wings, just living life and getting yeah. rid of uh, It's like their memories, their memories were wiped, but they kind of knew who they were. They didn't know that they were, as Kamal Nanjiani put it, um, fancy robots. But yeah. <laughs> they, they I mean, knew, Dude, they dude you're already getting were. into spoiler territory here. Oh, oh it's darn. like already. Oh, the right uh, thing is head. like, what I mean is that, <laughs> no, the thing is like, you know, the whole movie goes through like, you know, like the 7,000 years or 5,000 years that the Eternals have been on earth. Yeah. And then after, you know, you see them in Babylon, you see them here. And then after the Spaniards invade uh, Mexico, uh, I mean, modern day Mexico, which at the time was like the Aztec empire, I believe. Right. And uh, like at that moment, they kind of splinter into different, you know, they all go their separate ways on earth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so like one has some kind of cult in the jungle or something uh, <laughs> because it can control people's minds. But like what's really cool about the Eternals is that they each have kind of a specialty. They're supposed right. to all have the same basic powers, but they each have their own kind of thing going on. Yeah. They're like the Shazam family. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Except uh, with uh, less uh, dick jokes, I, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think it's like they, they got a really good cast for this movie mm -hmm. you know some hayek angelina jolie like there were some teenagers next to me in the in the uh in the audience salivating over some hayek and and uh, angelina jolie yelling at the screen whenever they appeared oh man uh, well it was a welcome back to the movies i guess yeah welcome back to the movies this is my first thing about movie it, in like, theaters in a while yeah, yeah i don't think i've seen pandemic, actually like maybe angelina jolie a little bit more but i haven't seen some hayek in movies in a while especially mm. like well, yeah. she, she's been in a lot of comedies recently i mean she was in the bodyguards bodyguard or whatever this oh the hitman's the bodyguard body the hitman's bodyguard wife like two or something mm -hmm. uh she's been in a bunch of comedies with um i think she was in a movie with tiffany haddish i think yeah which is like some kind of i don't know like vogue or prada it's kind of like the devil's where the devil wears Prada, but with some hike and Tiffany Haddish and 
some other actress. I can't remember her name. Was it called Like a Boss or was that another one? Yeah, I think something like that. I think. Oh, okay. Something, something like that or with the word boss in it. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, so she's in it. Uh, two of Game of Thrones guys are in it. Oh, yeah. And what's funny is that there's, uh, I mean, you know, you're, you're not a big Game of Thrones guy, are you, Mike? Michael? Uh, nope. Um, yeah, so like there's a moment where I think they intentionally put them face to face because they, they played brothers or I guess like half brothers or they're, they're yeah. actually, they're related, but in some other way, I'm, I'm not going to spoil all of Game of Thrones for you guys. But uh, the thing is they grew up as brothers and uh, in, in the TV show. And then they just show up and they're actually in some kind of love triangle with Cersei, uh, who's also a name of a character in Game of Thrones, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, the Cersei in Game of Thrones is a real, har- really horrible person, and Cersei in Eternals is really nice, actually. <laughs> Wait, Cersei in Game of Thrones is uh, Emilia Clarke, right? No, or that's somebody no, else. That's, no, that's somebody else. Um, I can't remember the name of the actress who plays Cersei, but she's like, um, she she does quite a bit of incest. Uh, Cersei in Game of Thrones. Is she? Uh, she she's Shane... known for that. She, yeah, her? yeah, she's the one okay. who gets shamed in the street. Thanks, family yeah. guy. No, <laughs> yeah, shame, shame. And uh, you know, the woman who's ringing the bell and yelling shame is uh, the owner of the football club in Ted Lasso. For you guys, uh, uh, <laughs> so um, I mean, for all, I, thing is, like they, it, it's like an ensemble cast, right? But by the end, I think. Um, Gemma Chan's character, Cersei, I think is by far, you could say, the main character of the movie. Yeah. And can change matter and stuff. She can turn a rock into anything. And like, uh, you know, then Kumail Nanjani can shoot stuff out of his fingers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think the only or main source of comedy throughout the movie. Uh, it's like i think some i think they tried there there's there are a lot of attempts at humor in the movie some land well others not so well yeah they're more like chuckle funny not like laugh out loud funny well it felt like they were kind of just trying to fill kind of like that void just because i guess like the marvel stuff like the marvel quippiness but it it seemed a little out of place like i felt Mm -hmm. like it would have it, it felt like the tone was supposed to be like more dune, like just a little bit more airy and stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But um, well, that's what the trailers may. I mean, that kind of that's what it feels like when you go through all the flashbacks yeah. you know, when they were uh, guiding humanity through antiquity and yeah. and, uh, you know, the Renaissance or whatever. Yeah. What was uh, Brian Tyree Henry's uh, the Atlanta guy? Like, what's his... Uh... What was his power exactly? Because he, he was like a he's, mathematician or he's like something. A, he's like a super mechanic. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. He's, he's like, like, he a, was doing the he's like a physicist slash engineer. I was like, yeah, yeah. He, he's like a engineer slash physicist slash like mechanical genius. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who kind of does his <laughs> own version of what of like Tony Stark with his holograms, like, but he does it in real life with the actual elements. Like, yeah, like I, I kept wondering what he was actually kind of like adjusting because i'm like they wouldn't put a guy in the movie that can just like make blueprints so it's like no it's like he does blueprints with actual metal parts and instead of doing blueprints like sometimes he has like actual holograms like -hmm. he has a hologram of a steam engine but he invented it like when babylon was a thing yeah and uh you know so and then it was like but 
this is too advanced. And yeah. I think that was a joke that I enjoyed, you know, like, well, I have something else that's lots, a lot simpler. This is a plow. And that's what it does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's made to plow the earth. Yeah. You know? And he's so like upset that he can't give humans like more advanced uh, technology yet. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting how they, you know, I think things like this week, I read a manga called Platinum End, which kind of has to do with God and angels or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I think it kind of primed, it put my mind in the right state to see this movie because like they kind of act like robots a little bit. Yeah. Uh, or they're, they're a bit mechanical, which, you know, you, you realize later on uh, is not too far from the truth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of like organic fancy robots. Fancy robots. <laughs> uh <laughs> super powered robots yeah but um i think we forgot to talk about the the ersatz superman of the movie icarus oh you mean um, you mean brightburn yeah yeah <laughs> <Okay>. brightburn uh <laughs> just throwing off the cliff slash like, uh, right. rob rob stark king of the north uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> or the bodyguard <laughs> a netflix movie uh or tv show i think it was a netflix series like miniseries yeah. But uh, he he kept his Scottish accent, and uh, yeah, so he's in a like a love triangle with uh, Gemma Chan and and uh, Kit Harrington. Yeah. So uh, wait, what were all of their yeah. kind of like specialties? Because uh, that one guy was uh, super strong, Sprite. I don't know, looked like a kid, but was actually like thousands of years. Right? Yeah, she's but, she she has a the robotic body of a kid, but she's like super. She's as old as all the others as all yeah. the other Eternals. And she's kind of upset that she has to look like a kid because she can't, you know, have uh, f- have a real relationship with uh, with an adult. Yeah. Uh, she can't, like, you know, there's a moment at the beginning of the movie where she, because she can change, she can create illusions, a bit like Loki, a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so, like, she's like an overpowered Loki. Yeah. A little bit. So like she she ages herself at the beginning and uh, then like uh, when the guy uh, that she's uh, you know chatting up tries to touch her hand, it's all an illusion. So she's like, oh sorry, bye. You know, yeah. <laughs> Just, she can't hold. Uh, she can't keep the illusion going. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. It's sort of like so like uh, yeah, Sprite can manipulate. She can like create illusions or whatever. Icarus can fly and shoot lasers and is super strong. Mm-hmm. uh fastos which I-, I couldn't get the names at first fastos is the guy from atlanta he's like a super engineer yeah uh at first i was like oh we have to find fastos like fastos is it the the one who can run really fast, fast. But no. so, uh, oh no <laughs> what was the name of the girl that could run really fast because i read uh, a theory that was like she went uh, up against Macari. barry allen or was, okay because she went up against like um I don't know if it was actually Barry Allen or like some Marvel ripoff version of whatever, but apparently like she's supposed the to be is, fat, faster than the yeah. Flash or whatever. Well, like it's also like different universe, right? But, yeah, but and it wasn't Quicksilver. Like, uh, it was like yeah, actually supposed to be the Flash or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, but but uh, thing is like they kind of changed the genders of the of the characters from the comics. Like I think Makari is a is a man in the comics. Oh, they sort okay. of changed a few characters around 
Okay. Uh, I think Sprite is supposed to be a, a small boy, or unless I'm mistaken, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not. I can't. I read the comic like maybe five years ago. Yeah. I'm saying correct me if I'm wrong. Like you know the the listeners. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> Mike is like I had like fucked if I know. I took it for what it was. <laughs> like fucked if I know, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Salma Hayek's character, Ajak, can heal stuff and heal people, but mm-hmm. she can't do anything else. Like, Ajak in the comics is an old man with a white beard. Uh, uh, okay. So, like, they, 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 they change it through the characters a little bit, but I think it, it's better. I, I, I think uh, I, I like the, the, the mix of, like, talent that they managed to attract to this movie. Yeah. Because I never thought, like, Angelina Jolie or Salma Hayek would be in a Marvel movie, like, ever. Oh, or no. Kit Harrington, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or any of the Game of Thrones guys, but I guess like you know, that was premature of me. I mean, uh, um, there were a, a few other actors, right? Spoiler alert: that yeah, I also did not think would make an appearance. But are you talking about the mid-credit scene? <laughs> the one <laughs> something that, else. Um, <laughs> or um, Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't we know. knew he was going to be in this movie for a while now. I don't know. But, Mr. Uh, Watermelon Sugar High makes an appearance. Uh, Mr. Mr. One Direction, I guess. Mr. One Direction. Yeah. Show, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, I mean, it's already a spoiler, I guess, but it's in the mid credit scene. Yeah. I think, and probably everyone who just like goes on the internet probably figured out that uh, Harry Styles shows up in one of the mid credit scenes as a character that most people who've never read the comics even know, and I couldn't even remember for, for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, Eros. Yeah. There, there's, kind of a, there, there's kind of like a new crop of actors popping up that's kind of like, like, like there's, a, there's almost this Gen Z type that's coming out with like Timothy Chalamet and Harry Styles. It's like... Yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it, but there's this like new cool actor type coming out, and it, it's like a yeah, you know what I mean? It's like all not it's really, all, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all because like every time there's a, there's actors that come out, it's like I, there, I there, see commonalities kind of between Harry Styles and and uh, Timothy Chalamet, but yeah, and like but, um, I don't know, I was about to say like, like Pete skinny. Davidson, but he's not like a, an actor, but just yeah. that like skinny white kids who, who <laughs> sing well uh. but it's a certain like type it's almost like a young russell brand ish yeah like i would i, I mean, would i would yeah. say like a young james franco type but like um no, nobody wants to bring up james franco anymore so you, you know it's yeah so <laughs> i mean he's like well james franco isn't he he's like gen x right or is he millennial already he's like more remember. like gen x and they they are saying gen z is kind of like the second coming of gen x i don't know how true that is the ones who don't care about anything (laughs) yeah the ones who don't care oh man i think that's what they used to say about gen x is like yeah they they just don't give a shit about anything like they don't care yeah gen y and millennials were i don't know i feel like we were like the idealist generation like we 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 had cynicism. I think millennials, yeah. But we suppressed the hell out of it so that we could like look good, I guess. Speak for yourself, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're 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 a friends guy. You're I'm you're a friends guy. 
I'm a, I own it. I, no, I, I, uh, I'm a cynical Seinfeld guy. I got no, I, I no. to Well, the thing is, like, listen, listen, like, we, we yeah. both work or worked uh, <laughs> past tense in advertising. Yeah. And, and uh, I think you can't work in advertising without being a little bit, if not completely cynical. Yeah. Uh, th- there's just something about it i think like you can't really take anything seriously i don't think they trust you if you're not a little bit cynical yeah i think so like if you actually believe what you're writing yeah <laughs> like the messages that you're writing if you smile too much in the office it's like stop well, if you smile too much you're an account manager like that because you know? <laughs> <laughs> like account managers are supposed to be people you know like uh, if you're a people person you you could be a good account manager or project manager yeah I think more of an account manager. I think, you know, they, they, uh, they tend to want to please people Yeah. on both sides. Like they don't want to hurt the client's feelings. They don't want to hurt the, the creative's feelings. So they're kind of lost in the middle there. Yeah. With a big smile. And they're, and they're hired to be the lost in the middle people. So to our account managers, we say, thank you. Thank you. And <laughs> you got any, uh, you got any last words for Eternals or nah? Oh, dude, I have many last words on Eternals. Uh, oh, but, right. but it's sort of like, uh, <laughs> Well, sort of like, you know, I think the main difference and the thing that I enjoyed the most about the movie is the fight is the big battle scene at the end or mm-hmm. mo- all of the fight scenes, just like how, uh, you know, the super strong guy who I think is the strong guy in Train, Train to Busan, I think. Oh, um, yeah, that was him with the um, newspapers. With the, with the newspapers or the magazines around right. his forearms, yeah, yeah. you know, like that guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, but like he's, uh, you know, just like how he sort of slams a certain eternal to the ground when they lose control. Uh, It was just like, you know, like all the sound effects were so, all the effects and sound effects, visual and sound were both so satisfying. It's just like, you know, the visuals, like that final battle and that volcanic island at the end where uh, Fastos, uh, the guy, the mechanical guy sort of like, shoots all of his fucking technology at, at one of the characters yeah. uh, and sort of like owns him for maybe 10 minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was like, I always wanted to clip your wings. And then like, oh, sort yeah. of like you know, that was badass. Uh, but uh, I think the one thing I have to say is that I miss going to the movie theater. I haven't been to a New York. I've been to a movie theater in Florida uh, back I, I went to a movie theater back in June, I think, but I haven't been in a New York theater in a while. Yeah. And just like that experience of watching a movie with teenagers who keep screaming at the screen yeah. for no reason. <laughs> I mean, not for no reason, but they're all like, uh, you know, when you see Druig, the guy who can't, the eternal who can control people's minds. Yeah. Like, oh man, damn, he's a cult leader. And <laughs> <laughs> just saying random shit, just like that experience. I, I'm sh- I know most people find that annoying as fuck. But it always enriches my experience when I, when I go to a movie. Uh, like, yeah, no, movie theaters aren't going anywhere because, like, we're going to need communal experiences, like, again at some point. I mean, like, they're already happening. There's, like, a shit ton of, like, music festivals mm-hmm. and, like, people are, oh. are going back to the movies yeah. and all of that. So it's, like, it's already yeah. kind of, like, happening. But, yeah, no, 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 we're, we're going to have to go back to, the, like, watching movies or doing things together that kind of like loosen us up and we're just gonna have to like keep doing it you know (laughs) yeah no i think okay i just you know i think like we should mention this is that this movie has created a lot of firsts in the marvel universe yeah first sex scene in a marvel movie 
Was it though? I think so. Because I, I did read that headline and it was like about like I mean, how which Chloe's sex scene out. do you remember seeing? It was like or, all blue. It was like Chloe's out. Because Chloe Zhao said, like, I, I wanted to tastefully bring sex to the Marvel Universe. So I'm talking about the one with uh, Richard Madden and... Uh, yeah, yeah, Sir. and Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, and to be honest, it's a pretty tame sex scene. Like, they're, he's on top of her. Yeah. And you just see, like, you know, shoulders up. Yeah. And uh, and then she essentially says, I love you. And that's when the teenagers are like, are you really? That seemed kind of quick. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> But like, I, but no, no, like, the, the, the actual words were man that was fast <laughs> <laughs> you know they're eternal they can take their time right i don't know <laughs> oh they didn't do and they didn't it's, do the exact like we have seven thousand years to spend together i'm not sure if i'm in love with you like after five minutes you know <laughs> oh man yeah no those teenagers were probably mad they didn't do like the 300 thing where they just go boosh and then she's like ah. Oh. And then the next uh, shot, boosh, yeah. and then he's and also, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Also, first um, gay kiss, I think, in the Marvel movie. Oh, oh yeah. As well, which oh, uh, made cool. this, which which made uh, three Gulf countries ban this movie because Fastos, the the engineer guy, is in a is in a, a gay relationship with a with a Lebanese man, or the actor is is originally from Lebanon, as as I understand it. So uh, two or three Arab countries in, in the Gulf Peninsula like banned the movie because of the uh, depictions of, uh, of homosexuality and, and uh, stuff like that. Oh. But I think specifically because the actor is Arabic and oh, I think good, yeah. they don't want people there or like the powers that be don't want uh, people to see gay Arab men on screen, I think. Uh, yeah. I think they can just like if if it were like you know two men of other ethnicity ethnicities they would just like write off oh yeah that's other people you yeah know? dude I, I would totally believe that not just because of that I would totally believe that this movie got review bombed for like many unfair reasons like of course you have the trolls on Twitter and this and that but um yeah no the the responses to this movie. And whether it has to do with that or not, it's just like the responses to this movie has been a little surprising to me, to say the least. It's like it it it, it feels it, like uh, I feel yeah. like because it was hyped so much as one, it's going to be a Marvel movie with a lot of firsts, and yeah. two, it was hyped. Like I, I think I don't know if it was Kevin Feige or somebody. At Marvel, that's it. This is going to be like an Oscar-winning movie. Which, right out of the gate, when you say that, it's kind of like you almost make people want to contradict you and say, "No, it's not." Here, here you go. It's like if when Squid Game came out, if everybody was like, "Are you ready for the greatest Korean show of all time?" and then you would hate it because, like, <laughs> you you yeah, have. I think it's better to be like, "Oh, this obscure sounding thing is number one. I wonder why." And then you know that's when you watch Squid Game, and and they're like, oh, it's really good. But yeah. uh, the the uh, you know I think it's probably you know after seeing the movie, I sort of expected there to be a lot of criticism. Uh, you know, people maybe you know disgruntled people <clears throat> talking about how Hollywood is going too woke or something. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think 
I, I don't really agree with that. I, I mean, I see those like the, it's like a very, it's probably the most quote unquote inclusive Marvel movie. Yeah. And, and there were, there you know, were, in terms of like ethnicities and. Yeah. And there was a know, time there was a lot where, when there were like a lot of like, especially if you look at the seventies, there was a time when there were a lot of just like naturally inclusive movies that, yeah. you know, the inclusivity kind of like, was like an asset to the story and played out naturally. I just feel like, like nowadays, like if you do something inclusive that's well done, it'll still feel like pandering because of like all the noise online. Like, no, they, have yeah, you heard about how much know. they had to change the end game scene with all the, I guess, uh, female Avengers members? Have you ever heard? Oh, of- you mean the the female Avengers team up mm-hmm. moment? Yeah, apparently there was a lot of like headache around that part because they were trying really hard to make it not pandering, but yeah. trying to like include it somehow. And then over time, it was just okay. We gotta like just put it as is and make it edit here and there to make it more natural. But it, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, that's kind of like a, a fine line people want to walk. But Eternals feels like it's supposed to. It, it's supposed to be what it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's for for one thing, I think it's probably the most auteur-driven yeah. type, you know, direction for, for a Marvel movie. Yeah. And uh, what's interesting is, and I was thinking about it earlier today, is that most of the other Marvel movies, you have the point of view of the heroes and the point of view of the villain. And it's sort of like, you know, it's like it's from a third person point of view. Yeah. And you're sort of like, you're a god overlooking this whole story unfolding. But like mm-hmm. in Eternals, it felt much more like a first person telling from the point of view of um, Cersei, because there's a lot of stuff that you don't know that yeah. some characters are hiding. Yeah. And there's the I think the one thing that I, I would understand uh, in terms of criticism is that maybe the plot is, is a bit complicated for most people to, to grasp because mm-hmm. there are like, let's say there are like three kinds of villains in this movie. There are like three categories i would say there's like the celestial uh the deviants uh who i believe the the head deviant is played by none other than uh bill skarsgård the guy who plays the 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 clown and it Uh, and uh you know a certain eternal uh you know spoilers uh icarus who kind of is like an anti-hero type figure in the movie so it's sort of like you don't know who to look at as a villain really yeah. Uh, but since the story isn't, it doesn't feel rushed, which is really cool because you have so many characters and it's like so easy to rush things when you have so many characters. Yeah. And it's sort of like I could follow it because I I've, I like this complicated shit. But I think a <laughs> lot of people would be like, I'm confused. What's going on? Who's the bad guy? Is that the bad guy? Everyone's a bad guy. Is this guy good? Oh, I don't well, know. Well, and then why does he like... fly into the sun? I don't get it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like, uh, I think the one moment that, you know, spoilers that really surprised me was like, oh, Icarus actually flew into the sun. Uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> I was like, ooh. That's academic. <laughs> ooh. Mythology come alive. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's, it's sort of like, uh, there were some moments that, those are the moments that, that sort of caught me off a little bit. But then you're like, oh, he feels so guilty or whatever. He flies into the sun, you know, because that's the only thing powerful enough to destroy him, I guess. Uh, But uh, it really felt like a huge melodrama in space with overpowered humanoid like robots. And also the beginning, 
you know, where is the first Marvel movie, I think, where you also have like a scroll at the beginning, like, oh, the Eternals are this and this is the whatever. It felt like, a, you know, after seeing Dune and Blade Runner 2049, it kind of felt like those like science fiction fiction movies where you have like a scroll at the beginning, not a Star Wars scroll, but like, you know, that thing. This is the past. Eternals are eternal. They were sent by the Celestials. And yeah. here's the movie, you know, and, and uh, you know, a lot when, of when I saw that, a, a totally I thought different I, style. Yeah. Well, I, when I saw that, I thought that like I missed a chunk of the movie and then somewhere along the way, the Marvel Studios logo, because it shows up pretty late in this movie. Yeah, it shows up pretty late. Yeah. It's like 10, yeah, 15 it, minutes in and yeah. it's like Marvel Studios. It's like, oh, oh, OK. We're... No, it doesn't have that like, you know, Captain America bombastic like soundtrack to it because they usually it's more like eternals eternals i don't know like i can't remember what the song was but the 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 soundtrack reminded me made me think a lot about foundation like that's the latest sci-fi thing from apple tv plus yeah uh that's based on the um isaac uh, asimov books so yeah. it's like super high level kind of science fiction mm-hmm. and it's not like the pew 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 you know type of science fiction you know it's kind of uh uh yeah i think it's probably the the comic book with the most kind of refined uh you know i think eternals is a more refined type of comic book rather than the ping pong pow like hey i'm snicked like these are my claws and i'm gonna yeah yeah <laughs> flash you or something you know it's more like oh we are gods what do we think it yeah. is my duty to prolong life you know or whatever no, it you know felt a it, lot it, like, very high level stuff no it felt a lot like if they were going to do um a greek tragedy movie or if they mm-hmm. were going to do like another justice league if they if somewhere along the way they want to get out of the snyderverse and like just start with the justice league as is yeah. this felt like a good way to do it because one this movie didn't concentrate on their powers as much as the character interactions. Yeah. And two, it didn't feel pressured to be any more bombastic than it already was. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, because if you think about like Greek tragedy movies, you have like Clash of the Titans or something, or, and then you have movies about gods, like gods of Egypt, which is mm-hmm. like in your face and da da da. And it almost feels like, you know, it succumbed to the pressure of needing to be like a Hollywood blockbuster. Whereas yeah. this one, it's like, it's like Marvel allowed Chloe Zhao to kind of just like air it out a little bit and not make, and make the character interactions. And that's, and then when you read like Greek tragedies and stuff, that's generally what attracts you to the stories mm-hmm. because yeah. you go in kind of knowing ahead of time, like, okay, Zeus does this and Athena does this and da da da. So it's like, do you, you go in ahead of time. So you're walking, knowing that. So you're walking in for the character uh, development. And yeah, um, yeah, no, I felt a lot like you could do a Justice League movie like that too. Uh, So one of the, um, one of the the other um, ending scenes had um, Blade's voice in it, apparently. Oh, the, the, yeah, I was wondering who that was actually. Yeah, apparently uh, that was Blade, and it's just, yeah. you know, it's just funny seeing Blade really getting incorporated. Because you don't see him, you just hear the voice, and then it's like, I wouldn't do that if I were you, or, or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, who's that? Uh, for a second, I felt the voice was coming from the sword that uh, a certain character is trying to lift up yeah. in the end credit scene. But, um, you know, 
Well, that means that uh, Black Knight is going to be in probably the Blade the Blade movie, which is cool. Dude, there's going to be an epic Blade movie. It's weird because like like we we know that it's a Marvel character, but when I think of Blade, it still it still feels to me like that like edgy '90s movie, that, like on the side kind of thing. Like I know it was a big hit, but it always felt like to me like this like cult movie on the side that like I loved, and now it's like a part of this whole universe. It's, the, it's like the same feeling I got when I saw Howard the Duck in like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like this weird little niche thing is now a part of all of this. And it's it's like epic, I don't know. It's, it's like, that. that's what I'm looking forward to in the MCU. Seeing kind of like the smaller characters become more epic. Yeah. And vice versa. I think, like, like they, you have the epic characters like Spider-Man. Uh, I think they're running out of like main big famous Marvel characters to, to use. So yeah. <laughs> I think like that's where you get the Eternals from. And and I mean, they we know that I guess the, the big characters are left to do are like the Fantastic Four, I think, and the X-Men uh, 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 yeah. in, in the MCU. But it's sort of like uh, we already kind of had a little inkling of what the X-Men could be in... in um, uh wandavision even though that yeah. was kind of a cop-out at the end but uh yeah. <laughs> um but it's sort of like you know after the whole infinity saga was done like it's time to uh, i marvel has the opportunity to do something a bit different and, and kind of you know experiment a little bit yeah. this kind of feels like the first phase of marvel where it's sort of like the movies were kind of very different you know, the, in the first phase, yeah. I felt, and uh, I think this is kind of like the vibe that that I get from Phase Four. It is yeah. Phase Four, right? Yeah, Phase Four. But you know, they're kind of reinventing whatever. You know, what else can we do differently? Because like, if they're just going to repeat the same thing over and over again, it's kind of you know gets old. Yeah, and Kevin Feige even said himself that like he's pretty aware that Marvel movies are starting to kind of like feel a little bit like the same like even if it's like different subject matter and the experiment here and there it's like the unification that made it so interesting in the beginning is now kind of like working against it so mm -hmm. yeah no I, i'm excited to see them like experiment with it yeah so well, the next thing coming up for marvel uh, before we move on to something else is going to be hawkeye i think the oh yeah the huh? hawkeye tv show is coming out later this month yeah. which kind of feels like Die Hard with uh, with a bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see if we talk about that. Maybe it comes out. I, I don't know. I kind of yeah. want to see like if if we talk about it and we get some good responses. Maybe we we do the whole series. But if not, like yeah, you know, we'll just move on to something else. Yeah, yeah. Like, as much as I love Marvel, like, yeah, <laughs> Boba Fett. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that too because there was like close to like no star wars stuff coming out this year so just that alone is like yes. yeah it was only like star wars visions and yeah. uh and the bad batch i think oh yeah oh yeah the bad that, batch, yeah bad batch was pretty good star wars visions was cool uh if you're a fan of uh if you're a big fan of star wars or a big fan of manga like or anime like that was a pretty cool, cool. pretty cool uh none of it is canon of course i think but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like experimentations but um, yeah, so I think, you know, take it or leave it. I think Eternals is a good movie. I think it's better than Thor of the Dark World. I think it's better than Black Widow. 
And I also yeah. think it's better than, and this is probably going to get me some hate. I think it's better than Captain Marvel. Surprise. If you're, <laughs> if you're a return listener, you know, surprise. You know that, <laughs> surprise. Any long-term listeners know that I don't like Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, the movie, not the character, but the movie. <laughs> well, it turns out Marvel listens to this podcast because the Marvels are coming out. The Marvels. We're at the point. And they're two actually going to give, yeah, two more Marvels in there, written and directed by other people, which I think to me, <laughs> I think the main problem is the, the script and yeah. the film and the directing. I think that, that to me was a big problem. Wink, but, wink, uh, hint, hint, said wink. Marvel by doing that. <laughs> anyway. Marvel's uh, like, we oh we we heard this on some uh, uh, by some very smart people in an obscure podcast uh, called uh, what we what we blinge is that, is that what it's called what we <laughs> yeah blinge? I would believe it John what Oliver <laughs> John Oliver puts stuff on his show that has like a few hundred hits on YouTube so I'm like all right if maybe we were <laughs> maybe we're influential what we, what we hinge no no it's it's uh... <laughs> oh god what we hinge dating dating as millennials what we hinge what we hinge what we what we i heart i i don't know but yeah what, what we what we binge uh, but, nice plug there so, anyway yeah so other stuff that came out this week uh two big things came out this week on netflix yeah. uh the movie with cowboys and uh famous actors like Idris selva and, and um yeah uh our our favorite new marvel villain <laughs> jonathan majors Dude, jonathan majors has so much range like they need to just like put in like renowned theater actors for like or like people that start in theater for like every role yeah. like that they can now like I, I i don't know jonathan majors is so good that like he makes me miss like auteurish actors in film oh by the way dion cole is in that movie too really yeah no and he kills yeah. it remember how the other week we ca- we talked about like how for some reason comedians always kill it in dramatic roles he, he, it. he killed it okay he killed it. So I'm does like, he literally kill in the movie or does he also um, I'll, uh, I'll leave that to you to watch it when you can okay but um no the harder they fall to me it reminded me a lot of like the magnus the, the new magnificent seven that came out uh directed by antoine fuqua like a few years ago mm-hmm. and it's kind of like these movies prove that because dizzy was trying a little too hard with the lone ranger but with this uh, and like the Magnificent Seven, it, it, it feels like you can have Hollywood like action westerns that are fun again. It doesn't have to like be like sad, like cry macho and really like arturish, like the assassination of Jesse James and da da da. It's like you can have it be as like fun and in your face and like, you know, not trying to be anything basically mm-hmm. and like when i was watching this it also reminded me of like warrior which is a very overlooked show on now on hbo max and it was on cinemax before where it's kind of like you can do westerns over again like fun westerns like spaghetti style westerns like you can do that again if you have it from like different points of view because if you back in all a western is technically Like some people think of Western as like a style, like there's neo-Western and stuff. But if you really think about it, all of a Western is, is a period, a period piece in the late 1800s in America. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that, that's it. That's what a Western is. So it's like warrior showed it from kind of like the more like Asian point of view. 
and then I guess like the harder they fall, it takes place in kind of like one of like those like bustling like black towns back in the like the late 1800s, and yeah, and then there like being from Hawaii, there's like a lot of like cowboy stories kind of like out here. So as long as you have bring like a different vibe to it and just show like every every angle of what was going on at that time you can keep westerns going on forever and it doesn't feel like you're watching like something historical or you're just studying it because you want to know more about film like it always makes it always makes me happy to see people take a genre people thought was dead and just like bring it back to life in a way that doesn't feel like pretentious Mm. so that's that cool. was that for me. So cool. yeah, I haven't seen that. So I, I will talk about the other big thing on Netflix that came yeah. out this week. Narcos uh, Mexico season three, which is the final Narcos uh, season. Apparently they're going to do uh, another kind of mini series with uh, Sofia Vergara, which they had kept saying that it's totally disconnected from their universe of, of TV shows and whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I don't really buy it, but, but, you know, I'll take yeah. their word for it. Yeah. So this is sort of like the ending of uh, the uh, Mexico saga, mm-hmm. but it sort of introduces the modern uh, drug war that we are now. So it kind of like, it picks up where uh, Diego Luna's character, uh, Felix uh, Gallardo mm-hmm. is, uh, gets locked up after being caught by the DEA and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he and what happens after the big boss leaves? All the after the cat leaves, the mi- the mice are left to play, and they're uh, you know they're trying to so all these small you know cartels are trying to take power over each other, and it's kind of like uh, but there's still one kind of top dog uh, in um, what's his name uh, Amado, which I mean if you've seen the the El Chapo TV show that was also on Netflix I think it wasn't Netflix in Europe. Not sure if it was in, in the US, but it wasn't on uh, Netflix in, in Europe at the time when he came out. But sort of like, so you kind of follow him. He's sort of like the big guy that, you know, you'll see him on the big poster if you go through uh, Netflix and just, oh, that's the guy surrounded by guns and whatever on the, yeah. on the advertising <laughs> images. But yeah, so it's sort of like, uh, I think if you really love Narcos, uh, the TV show, uh, you're going to like it. I think it's a good kind of conclusion. It doesn't really feel like inclusion, like a conclusion because they sort of set up history in a way. It's because uh, they said they wanted to set up the uh, the era where, you know, Chapo takes, takes over and all that stuff. So yeah. it sort of ends there with, with uh, Chapo going like, oh, it's my turn. And, uh, you know, that's, um, and that's sort of like, you know, uh, if you like Narcos, watch it. If you don't like, you know, give give uh, the first Narcos a shot. You know, I think it was one of the top TV shows at the time. One of the main cash cows for Netflix uh, <laughs> near the oh, beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was at, yeah. at one point. It was like the main show kind yeah. of being talked about for a while. Yeah. And yeah. for the first time in a few weeks, uh, I mean, not for the first time, but uh, Squid Game is down to number six, I think. No. Uh, Narcos Mexico is uh, number five, and The Harder They Fall is like number one, I think. And there's like a romantic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, so you know, Squid Game. Uh, the the Squid Game wave has has gone down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and apart from that, like uh, Big Mouth is also out this week. A new season of Big Mouth, which yeah. uh, I enjoy. That's that's consistently <laughs> been kind of like a 
like a secret, not so secret kind of like hit for, for Netflix. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. You know, it, yeah. I, I don't want to like it, but I do. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those shows, like, like I like it when Netflix, man, yeah. Netflix comes out with shows every so often. <laughs> no, I like it when Netflix comes out with shows every so often that like, you don't have to really like watch in order. You can just kind of like, like it feels like it can be consumed kind of like the way Family Guy or The Simpsons is confu- is mm-hmm. like consumed. So I'll just watch like episodes here and there. And it turns out like when everybody else is doing that, lo and behold, it's number one on Netflix. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, Big Mouth, uh, they have uh, the, the shame wizard is back. So oh, really? uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Played by Professor Lupin from from Harry Potter, <laughs> he he does villains really well because he was uh, the villain in like Fargo season three, I think. Wait, the the the, the you know the guy the really who turns into a, guy, right? into a werewolf, yeah, the really skinny, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's uh, he's the shame wizard, <laughs> and uh, he he comes back for like an episode or two, which is pretty fun. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think the the big news is what really surprised me. Uh, this week when I went to the movie theater is just how packed it was. And, you know, I had, I got to choose between like three different theaters and they were all packed for the same movie at weird hours, you know, like not like, you know, seven in the evening or something on a Saturday, but like nine 30 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Stuff like that. Even Friday was packed, but uh, you know, I think the fact that the movie is seen as, you know, controversial, I guess, yeah. You know, personally, I don't think it is, but you know, you know, people, yeah. um, yeah. I think helps the movie, I think helps the movie because people are like, Oh, this is like, I want to see it for myself, you know? Yeah. And, but it feels like it's doing kind of felt it, the same way. You know, I, I was texting my girlfriend like, Hey, I'm going to see it. It was banned in Saudi Arabia. It has to be good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it reminds me a lot of like when Beauty and the Beast came out, the live action one. And like the thing that like got people interested was like, there's a gay moment and it's very controversial and it's literally like two guys dancing Gaston for like a second. And, uh, what's Gaston's uh, valet or uh, assistant? I can't Josh remember. Gad. Yeah, Josh <laughs> Gad. Yeah, that's his name. yeah jo- Josh Gad is in love with Gaston. Yeah. Uh, but then he ends up uh, with uh, with a very handsome uh, servant boy. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for like, <laughs> what is your, like, for like major domo. <laughs> and it's like, good job, Disney. Good job, marketing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a servant who used to be a cup or, or chandelier. I'm not sure. <laughs> One of those, yeah. One of those. He was part of the part of the set of, of cups. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> or a chair, maybe. Yes. <laughs> All right. Where can they find us, Raf? You guys can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Audible, and a bunch of other places. Uh, which I will not name because you guys probably know, or you guys just use Apple Podcasts or Spotify anyway, because those are the main, uh, you know, places to go. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at what we binge. That's at what we binge. Slide into our DMs, send us uh, the, you know, did you think the Turtles movie was that controversial, or did you think it deserved all the controversy? Like, you know, let us know. I, I don't think it does, but you know, prove me wrong. I didn't know. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> That's it for me. Peace. Peace.